definitely guard or tackle. So I think that would be a good move for them. This is a solid pick for depth for them at that position. What do you do to get up? In, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to get up in there. Man. All right, welcome back. It is part three of our three-parter NFL draft special. I am with Matt and Bobby. Bobby, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do this. Let's go ahead and jump yeah. right on in, man. Uh, so we're going. We we left off at 21 with Philadelphia. We're picking up at 22 with Minnesota. Now they acquired this pick from the Buffalo Bills. Um, my pick for number 22. I have them going wide receiver. Um, they lost Diggs, so they gotta they gotta fill you know fill that void. Um, I have them going T Higgins, uh, out of Clemson. I think T Higgins is a good fit for that, for this franchise, a good fit for this team. Six four two sixteen, uh, a big playmaking guy. Definitely can handle it uh, out of Clemson. So, you know, he's not afraid of the, uh, the limelight there in that big old dome in Minnesota. It'll be fun for him to play there. Um, plays to his long frame game in and game out scored a touchdown on a 20 on 20% of his catches at Clemson. That, that's just a, a hell of a stat. That's nuts. Um, he's really good at getting a high point in the, uh, in the past. So, I mean, that's one of the most important things for a quarterback that a wide receiver can do is to get that high point because it gives them the best chance to put that ball in the best position. Um, Needs to be a little bit more physical at at the top of the route. One something he can uh, work he can uh, work on and improve on. And his route tree is and has been fairly limited throughout his tenure at Clemson. So we'll see how he does. But I think that's a good for for uh, Minnesota at 22. Bobby, what do you have? Yeah, I'm going the same route over there, Wes. I'm going wide receiver though. You know, for um, Minnesota, obviously Stephon Diggs being gone to Buffalo right now, they got to fill that need in this draft. And I mean, this is a wide receiver deep draft. Um, I'm going uh, wide receiver Justin Jefferson out of LSU, six foot one, two hundred two pounds. <clears throat> Cousins, he needs weapons. They need weapons, you know. I mean, their defense also has some holes in it, but I definitely think that they, you know, with Diggs being gone, they need a weapon. And at this time, at the 22nd pick, I think that if Justin Jefferson is there, it'd be a great, um, a great pickup. I mean, he's to me, he's a slot guy. He's not your outside guy. 61202. He's not your 6364 outside slot guy, you know, that you're typically like in the NFL. But um, I think he's going to be a great compliment to them. Um, he had an amazing season last year, obviously, with Joe Burrows being the quarterback in the season that they had. But um, I got Justin Jefferson absolutely going there. The only weakness, though, about him, though, is that, um, you know, I'm. He needs to he needs to be a better route runner because I watch a lot of SEC football down here. Right. His route running abilities aren't like that. He's very athletic. He's very skilled. He's a Florida boy, but um, he just needs a little bit more coaching, you know, when it comes to fundamentals of the football. But as far as his intangibles, as far as being um, athletically wise and all that, he's a first round guy. You got Minnesota going with him. Yeah, no, Minnesota definitely can, can use some help with the wide receiver position. I think that's going to end up being best wide receiver left available. Um, it's just going to go in, go there. I feel like it's a formality to me, but who knows? You know, Minnesota could go in a completely different direction. Uh, they could have some some sort of tricks up their sleeves. Matt, uh, you have the next pick at 22 for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. Who you got? 
I have them getting uh, offensive lineman Josh Jones. Jones! Um, yeah. 5'5", 320 pounds, big dude. Um, Vikings have had a little bit of a rotating kind of offensive line in a few spots too the past couple of years, so it would be nice to get somebody in there, use a, use a good first-round pick on a guy that can solidify that. I mean, Josh Jones, I feel like you could probably 6'5", that's pretty tall to be on the inside, uh, but very well he could he could play guard or tackle. So yeah. I think that would be a good move for Minnesota. Oh yeah, that's a, definitely a smart move for them. Uh, you know, with getting Kirk Cousins resigned, getting that taken care of, more help for them. You know, st- the, definitely more help for them up front, which you know I'm sure he would definitely appreciate, considering how much he's being invested in. It's a, it's a good idea for that Minnesota uh, operation to do something like that. I definitely agree. 23 moving on this is going to be an interesting pick we're moving on to 23 and number 23 is the new england patriots and i feel like this is the highest they've picked in the first round and i don't know how long um and it's a it's only 23 uh so matt i'm curious your thoughts on this pick so for this one excuse me for the patriots uh, i mean they, they actually have you know quite a few needs and you know you guys probably you know you haven't really been paying attention too much but guess who I haven't said yet good old Justin Herbert oh yep I think he I think he if he if he slides all the way down there man to 23 why not why the hell not why why wouldn't Bill Belichick go get a guy like that uh I don't I don't I don't think he's gonna fall that far but if he's there oh yeah no-brainer pick that's a no-brainer pick. Yeah, man. So that, that, that's who I got them taking. And I, I think like be, that I think pick. Be, everybody would be mad at it. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. But it's a good right pick. And, and, and pick right where Brady pretty much left off and, you know, and keep the Patriots train rolling, which everybody would hate. Bobby, are you picking quarterback too? or I, I think you're out of quarterbacks. I think you already used uh, up the four that are going to go in this first round. Uh, what, no, do you, man, what do you got? I mean, you know, every year, you know, you know what, you know, the Patriots motto, you know, Bill Belichick. Talent, underrated, underrated, under the pro, you know, under the ra- uh, radar type players or whatnot. I got them going linebacker out of Wisconsin. And don't forget, excuse me, I mean, that taco. That's why I sound weird, <laughs> but it's all good. My uh, girl just, my love just brought me a taco, but um, I'm going Zach Brown, though, out of Wisconsin. Okay. 238. I mean, he's one of those guys. I mean, he's a hybrid. I mean, he can play multiple positions in the front seven. I mean, to me, that is just, uh, I mean, he his football IQ is really high. A lot of those Wisconsin guys have really high football IQ. It just makes a lot of sense to me for him going to New England, you know, and that to me, that's a Bill Belichick type gun. 6'2, 238, ran a 4.8540. He can play the edge. He's very versatile. You can put him in a nickel. So, yeah, I'm going uh, Zach Brown. Okay. Wisconsin linebacker. Oh yeah, for sure. He's he's definitely definitely a talent. Definitely a first round character. Um, I you know I look at this roster and Matt, you know I agree with Matt on one hand that uh they definitely have a lot of needs 
And I agree with him on another hand that they definitely need a quarterback, but it's not Justin Herbert for me because he's off the board. It is Jordan Love, the Project QB. I think he will get drafted by the New England Patriots, just the sort of thing that Bill Belichick would do. The next thing now is your your tip, prototypical uh, hybrid QB, your runner that can stand in the pocket. And I think Love can and has shown flashes of it, but is still very rusty. I think that this will be Bill Belichick transforming the offense the way he wants it now with that Brady is gone to keep up with the times in the NFL. And I think this this could be a big, uh, a, a really good match for that team. I think going into week one, you have the uh, the Patriots sticking with Stidham as their starter. Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, I think they brought Hoyer back too, or Hoyer went somewhere, either there or Indianapolis. I can't remember which one. I think it was New England, and he's like their longest tenured backup ever. Uh, so I think he'll he'll end up back up there, uh, and, and he will, they will sit there and they will work with Love, and, and he will be a project for a season. Don't look for New England to go crazy this next year, but they'll still probably be in the hunt until, the, you know, the late months of the year, but I, I, I see Jordan Love. He's a project. He needs some work. He, you know, he's not going to be ready day one. But I think if Bill Belichick gets his hands on him, that he, he can uh, he can turn him into something really good. That's a good pick, Wes. That's a good pick, you guys. I mean, that guy's potential is really high right there. And if anybody can build it up, it'd be a Bill Belichick right there. No it, question about it. Exactly. So I think I, I'm in agreement with Matt here. It's it's best QB available. I think. It's not a Bill Belichick move, but I think it would be wise on his part to do something like that. Get your starter for pretty much the rest of your time in New England. You know, that's that, that, I, that's my thought on it. Uh, yeah, moving on from that pick. We finished up 23, moving on to 24, New Orleans. Matt, you're, who's your NFC South rival taking? I got the, the New Orleans Saints taking Kenneth Murray. Inside linebackers uh, out of Oklahoma. Um, dude's going to be a good player. Uh, Saints really haven't had a, a you know a, a solid starting linebacking core you know that you could remember in, in a while, a long time. It's not ever. So this guy could could probably come right in, step step right in and start and 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 make an impact for the for the Saints defense. And again, it fills fills a position of need. Um, they actually need some linemen and things like that. So depending on, you know, how the draft shakes up, uh, they, they might snag somebody else, an offensive lineman, if one falls to them. But I have been taking Kenneth and Rick. You know, and, and it's funny. I have to go with you again. You know, we didn't have the same quarterbacks last pick, but we both thought the QB position was the position they need to go to. And, and on this pick, we both have the exact same player. I took Kenneth Murray too. So I agree with you. I think they need that that guy at, at the linebacker position. The four five two is huge. Uh, 6'2", 241, that big of a person that can run like that. It reminds me a lot of Telvin Smith as far as what he can do, um, where he can be all over the field. So I like the pick. I'm going to piggyback off you in, in, in what you said earlier because you kind of nailed it on the head there. But, yeah, Kenneth Murray uh, out of Oklahoma, I have him going to the Saints as well. Bobby, are we in agreement or who do you got? No, we're definitely not in agreement right now, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm going a different route right now, man. I, I really like this player that I'm about to talk about right now. He comes out of University of Colorado. Okay. Um, his name, uh, he's got a great name too. I mean, you know, it might be one of the best names in the draft though. Luiska Senault. Wide receiver out of Colorado, um, six foot one, two twenty seven, ran a four point five eight forty. 
And whenever your nickname is called Q Live, which everybody knows of as, you better be a beast. But I just think, though, you know, with Michael Thomas, arguably the best receiver in football. I mean, I don't, I mean, a lot of people can't argue that situation. I'm not saying he's the best, but complimenting the kid, you know, with that, that type of size right there, he liked college football last year with 96 receptions or 9.6 receptions a game. And, um, He's going to get a lot of looks, though. You got to figure. I mean, if you get another elite receiver for Drew Brees over there, uh, you know Michael's going to get doubled all the time, man. He's going to get, you know, high coverage. He's going to get doubled. Um, this kid's a very elite talent. You know, it's a really deep wide receiver draft. And um, I think we're going to see about five or six uh, wide receivers go in the first round. You know, you don't see that often. Either. No, no, you don't. So, um I mean, he's, you know, he's got that build right there. You know, like, I mean, a lot of people call him, you know, a phone booth bully, you know, like he's one of those guys where you can just in the red zone, just kind of throw it up and he's really built really strong and can kind of post up. Uh, if he t- it pans out to what a lot of people think he can be, you know, with Michael Thomas, uh, that's going to be another weapon for Drew Brees who what, playing his last year. We'll see. Years. We'll see. So, yeah, I think he just wants to keep going like Brady. I, I I just think he wants to keep it running. Yeah, I like that kid from Colorado. Yeah, yeah. I like that pick. Okay. Lewis goes two knots. Pick number twenty-five. We have Minnesota with their their actual pick. Now they did pick at twenty-two. That pick they received from Buffalo. Um, I think of this position as a a prime trade position for Minnesota. I I I, I kind of struggled with this pick as as far as where I thought you know this guy was gonna go. Um, Matt I believe picked him earlier. Uh, AJ Apenza, uh out of Iowa, the defensive the defensive end. I think he'll go in there and form sort of a rotation with those guys up front. Um, I don't think he'll be the day one starter, but I think this is a solid pick for depth for them at that position. Um, six five two seventy five. Uh, I like the kid out of Iowa. I think he's going to be pretty strong in that position. And, again, I don't see him as the initial day one starter. I see him kind of working his way into that role and actually creating some competition in that locker room because they do have some young guys in there still. So um, it helps, you know, keep them going, keeps them fresh on the field, and, and it keeps the quarterback on their toes, which is what you need right now in the NFL. You know you have your starter, and now you just created some depth at that rush position. Uh, Bobby, who you got? Yeah, so for the Vikings, you know, at that 25th pick right there, um, I think they're going to go cornerback. I mean, you know, they, I mean, they have a couple holes in their defense, um, I, and I really like a couple players in this, you know, uh, from the Mountain West in this draft. Um, I'm going Jalen Johnson, a cornerback for Utah, six foot, 193, really killed it in the combine, man. I mean, he he, he was pretty impressive, you know, with a four five forty, did uh, 17 reps on the bench. Um, had a great three cone drill at 7.01 seconds. Um, amazing hips. Um, I know a lot about him because I watch a lot of Pac-12 football. He um, always checked up our number one guys uh, every time they played Washington. Uh, very fundamentally sound kid right there. Uh, his only weakness is, though, he needs to get a little bit stronger, um, which obviously, you know, uh, they try to do in college, but in the NFL, it's a different breed. So, they can build out on that. Um, as far as that, though, um, I'm going Vikings quarterback, Jalen Johnson, out of Utah. All right. I like to pick. Matt. Can you hear me? I can hear you. 
Alrighty, sorry guys. All right, no here problem. we go. Um, Minnesota, I got them taking. Uh, yeah, no cornerback as well. <clears throat> I have them picking uh, Christian Bolton from LSU. I think yeah. he's going to be a really good pick. Uh, you know, another again LSU. You know, there's already been a what five, six, seven guys from LSU already picked in this draft most likely. Um, he's another one. He's gonna and he's probably gonna start day one, and will definitely fill one of the uh, Viking top needs right away. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I like that pick. I think Fulton got a lot of credit in that national championship game. Uh, they were raving about him, and I thought he would go a little bit higher than he than he has. Honestly, I don't even think I am had him ranked that high. Uh, but I think that's a really good pick. It's solid for them. They cover that cornerback position. I think you both kind of nailed it on the head there in that pick. Moving on, going to 26, we got the Miami Dolphins. Matt, I'm going to let you leave this one off. Uh, they received this pick from Houston. Who does Miami take with their 26th pick? So, I actually, I got them taking uh, Grant Delpit, the safety, again, at LSU, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's hey, hey, LSU boy, hey, LSU, they can play, man. I mean, look. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, man. One of the greatest teams ever play. You know, that's what happens when you win. They're going to drop a lot of players, bro. Exactly. That's what happens when you when you win the college football championship. So. As dominant um, as they were, with their schedule and all that, shoot. Yeah, there's, man. There's a lot of people, a lot of boys, a lot of cats are going to be drafting out of that team. Yep. And, again, I think, I mean, he, he, he fits a, a perfect need. That the, I mean, they need a starting safety, so – uh, probably either spot, you know, um, most likely free safety, but um, good, good pick for them if he falls to them. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Bobby. You know what? The best the best center in the draft out of University of Michigan. Yep. Cesar Ruiz. Yep. Right there. The Dolphins, you know, if they if, if it goes to the plan – where I think they get two at five, even regardless if they do or don't. Um, he's the best center, you know, in the draft. Six foot three, three oh seven. I mean, you got to protect your quarterback, obviously. Your center, your center is your um, second quarterback, obviously. Um, very athletic, mean streak, great off, great light, light feet, great off his feet. His um, he's a specialist. His football IQ is really uh, really high. I mean, he think he. Um, I don't know what his score was in the, um, you know, in the testing, but um, I definitely think that if they get Tua at the number five pick, you got to protect him. And if you if you can get the best center in the draft, you're going to get a guy that's going to last ten years or not. So, um, yeah, Caesar Ruiz, Michigan. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I have them going offensive line too. I have Josh Jones out of Houston coming off the board. I think again. Like you said, Tua, if you've, you've gotten him early on, you got your pass rusher. I had them taking a pass rusher with their second pick. Uh, this is the next logical thing. I need to protect Tua. I need to protect this investment because this is a big investment and a big risk. Josh Jones is the man for the job. He will he'll step in there. He'll be locked right into the starting lineup. Uh, the long frame helps him out big time. Um he's he's a baller man he's a good player and if he can hang around until until this pick in my mind there's no doubt you take him off the board right now and and you take josh jones as your 20 uh 26 pick i mean i i, 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 do, like, that. I like that yeah, yeah I, I, like that that's a good pick. I like that pick i think it's 
it's what they have to do, and, and Miami would be wise to do so. Moving on, we have Seattle picking at the 27th overall pick. Uh, Seattle, uh, well, they do have some needs, um, and I think I have to feel we, we're all going in the same direction on this, but I'm going to let Bobby go ahead and start it out. Where are they going? All right, it, it, so I'm going with one of your local boys right there out of Spotsylvania, Virginia. Oh, uh, out of Penn State. Uh, yep. Yitor, he has one of the best names, too. Yitor Gross Matos out of mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Virginia. 6'5", 266. So, look, I mean, Clowney's not in the plans anymore. You know, uh, he's not signed. I don't think he's going to be back to Seattle next year. So, I'm thinking, you know, for a team that uh, is successful and is going to have a very good season next year, obviously, uh, you just take the best available pass rusher at that time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I go with a guy like him. I mean, he, he benched 24 out of 225, you know, during the combine. Um, played at played at Penn State, you know, started every game of his career. He registered as a freshman, started as a junior or senior, and went pro. Uh, they go they go, they go, go end. They go pass rusher, especially if Clown is gone. You got to go defense on that end. I'm going him. All right, going defense. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, so for this pick, uh, actually, I got them taking uh, Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk, the wide receiver from Arizona State. Yeah, uh, yeah dude, nah, he, he's good. He averaged, I think it was like 18-something 18 18 yards a game uh, this past season, eight touchdowns, so 1,100 yards. Um, I think the dude's going to be underrated. Um, uh, what, what's his name now? Uh, I'm having – of course, I'm having trouble thinking of his name. Uh, Herm Edwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the coach. Oh, yeah. He's still the coach over there. Uh, has brought that team up. You know, turned that turned that program right around since he's been there. And yep. I don't think, you know, I, I really, I, I thought it was kind of a joke when, when they signed him over there. And I can't, you know, foot in my mouth right now, man. He, he turned that program around, dude. Oh, yeah. And produced. Produce a good, good wide receiver here, and that's something Seattle needs. So I think it'll be a good pick for them. Yeah, I'm, I, I definitely, definitely, I like that pick a lot. Herm Edwards, he he brings out the best in players, and he is proving it in Arizona for sure. For sure. Uh, I actually have another – I have a tackle coming off the board again. Uh, Matt talked about it in, in the uh, first part, but this is a strong tackle draft. And I have uh, Austin Jackson out of USC uh, going to Seattle to continue to help that front line with Russell Wilson because I just think that's one issue they cannot get past. They cannot get that protection right, and Russell is consistently running for his life. And I think he can play that. I mean, he's proven he can play that hybrid role. He's the best, one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the NFL at doing it. Him and Mahomes. I think that uh, that they continue to to protect him up front with Austin Jackson, six five, three twenty two, big boy. Uh, I mean, he is going to play for them. He will do well, but they gotta they gotta figure that front out. They got to figure it out up in Seattle because that, I think that's the only thing keeping them out of being in the Super Bowl talk every single season uh, or being in the Super Bowl every single season is, is, is the protection. It leads to mistakes too many times. Hey, you got to yeah, you gotta protect your diamond, man. Yeah. I mean, we will see what they do. Next up, uh, Baltimore, who can, this offseason has continued to build onto that defense and make it even stronger. Uh, offense firing on all cylinders where do you who do you take here uh matt who, who do you take at 28 if you're baltimore i think we lost him there for a second bobby i'm gonna go ahead and go to you uh, real quick baltimore who do we take at 28 
Yeah, you know what? I mean, it's Baltimore. I mean, they're pretty legit on offense right now. Mm-hmm. Lamar, you know, and company. Um, every time I mock Baltimore, I always go defense. And, you know, with that 28 pick, well, I'm going, you know, a kid out of Oklahoma, uh, uh, Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray, yeah. Yeah, just a, a, a very talented player, man. He's a sideline to sideline player. And um, I really like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Big 12 football. And I'm more of an SEC guy in Pac-12, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, just watching him play, though, I mean, uh, I think he's a guy that's going to contribute from day one. I mean, he's got really, really good size. Uh, like I said, he's a three-year starter. Uh, he was one of the top recruits in, um, out of high school, you know, from Texas. or Yeah, Missouri City, Texas, coming out of high school. Um, he's got all the intangibles, and he's a Ravens guy. You know, oh, yeah. And the Ravens, you know, they love they love those defensive guys right there. And um, you know, six two two forty one three uh, ran ran a four point seven four forty, very versatile guy that you can play anywhere in the front seven. So I like Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma linebacker going to the Ravens. Okay, yeah. Ravens doing what the Ravens what they doing what they do. Yeah, exactly. Build, off, build defense off of the draft, and then um, unless you got that elite. You know, um, you know they're not in the position right now to get that. Uh, a lot of those elite offensive players are gone. Their offense is kind of decent right now, but I think they just um, do what the Ravens do: go defense. Yep, I I have them doing the same thing. I have Patrick Queen going out of LSU, uh, and this is a steal for them. I, this pick purely, I'm like, you know, how can they add on a defense more? Here they go, six foot two twenty nine. Um, gets Thomas Davis type comparisons, uh, squares up pads really well, good pop, uh, plays with conviction. Um, I mean, he only has one year as a starter, but it was a big year. Uh, and he's got, if he has that, that big, those big guys up front helping him, this dude can take off real quick and be a very strong player on that defense. Very strong player. Matt, you got 28. Yeah. So my bad guys. Uh, so yeah, no, I got them taking thing with defense, I got them taking the Zach Vaughn, okay. uh, the linebacker out of Wisconsin. Um, dude looks like he's going to be pretty stout. Uh, you know, I, I see him possibly being maybe a Clay Matthews type, maybe not as good as a pass rusher, but I think he's going to turn into a, a really good, he's going to turn into a stud of a linebacker in the NFL. Um, take a little bit. Um, they might move him around to different linebacker positions to, to see exactly where he fits in best, but uh, I think that'll be a good pickup. Yeah, no, it, it, again, that defense position, we all actually took linebackers too. So, you know, we have them filling in that position and becoming just somehow even stronger on the defensive side. It just seems crazy to see to, to think that they can still get good players like this on top of good players that they already have. And just it's just a hell of a team they got going on there in Baltimore. All right, moving forward, we got Tennessee at 29. Uh, Tennessee picking the latest in the draft they've picked in a while. I have them going wide receiver and continuing to build up that core for Tannehill. Um, Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. Matt, you talked about him earlier. Herm Edwards kid, definitely going to be big. Came out of Sierra College, uh, transferred to Arizona State, where he got to work with uh, Herm Edwards, which, I mean, you can't ask for much more than that, especially with like what Matt said uh, has has happened with that with that group they've just completely turned around that program is completely different than what it was before he walked in uh big uh, not a big guy but a guy that'll get you those first downs when you need them 
So I like him going to that position. I like them continuing to build off. They had Brown last year. They get him this year. Uh, and they have already Henry under the tag. He has signed the tag, I believe. And, uh, I mean, get that deal done with, uh, get that deal done with Henry and you are, you're rolling on offense. I mean, as long as Tanhill can produce what he did last year, but you know, he's going to have to have a lot of help from Henry. Uh, look for the most loaded boxes I've ever seen next season. <laughs> uh, Matt, who you got? Yeah, for Tennessee, I have them picking cornerback Jeff Gladney. Uh, again, I'm 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 a person who you you pick the best player for for your top need. Um, I mean, clearly when you're in the top of the draft, the top ten, you kind of just pick the best player available. That's just I mean that's normally what you do. And unless something crazy happens, I mean I think this will be a pretty solid pick for Tennessee. Uh, he's a little small, thought 10, 191, um, but I mean, he he could turn into a solid slot guy, or which in today's NFL is you're pretty much in on almost every play. You're playing 60, 70 percent of the defensive snaps for the most part, anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it'll be a good good solid pickup and add to that kind of Tennessee defense with uh, Mike Rabel over there. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, Mike Rabel loves that defense. Bobby, who you got? Yeah, I'm going defense as well with Matt. We're uh, similar, just different player. Um, I'm going uh, defensive back from Clemson, A.J. Terrell. Um, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, Brent Venables. To me, arguably the uh, best defensive coordinator in college football. Uh, his track record speaks for himself. This kid is really good. Six foot one, 195. Um Left early as a junior, which obviously means that, you know, um, he's a player. Um, did really, really, really good in the national championship game uh, two years ago when they uh, when they beat Alabama. Um, I just think Tennessee's going defense in this pick right here. Um, like Matt was saying, though, you know, when you have a defensive-minded coach over there, you know, I mean, you got to solidify that secondary. And this kid has, you know, the great size that you want as a corner. 6'1", 195. And don't forget, this kid was a uh, – he was a linebacker in, in high school, you know, and then transferred to, uh, you know, uh, a DB in college. Mm-hmm. So I'm going A.J. Terrell, Clemson, quarterback. All right. All right. So a lot of decisions there to be made for that Tennessee team, trying to build and improve and become that Super Bowl squad next year. Green Bay on the clock, Super Bowl squad, speaking of which. Bobby, who you got at 30? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. This, you know what? This pick right here is probably my sexiest pick. I'll be honest with you guys. Nice. Because this, this, this player right here, another one out of Clemson, back-to-back, mm-hmm. he's a wide receiver. Six foot four, 216 pounds. His name is T. Higgins. Oh, yeah. Um, I just think, you know, you know, you got Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams, and they could use uh, – I mean, this kid is just a high-point catching machine. You know, um, he was ridiculous. I don't know if you guys watched the last national championship game when they did get smoked by LSU. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was the guy that was making, like, ridiculous catches, you know, whatnot. Um, he reminds me of a DK Metcalf that was drafted last year out of Seattle. You know, he has that type of body and build. And um, his ability is ridiculous um, as far as how he can adjust to the NFL game, 
is one thing that will be determined. But when you're talking about the 30th pick in the draft, a guy that was has talked so highly about, you know, as far as his intangibles and his athletic ability, I got Green Bay going wide receiver T. Higgins out of Clemson. All right. All right. I have them going defensive. I have them taking Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. He slipped far enough. It's time for him to come off the board. 6'2", 238. He is, uh, gets the Kyle Van Noy comparison and uh, very explosive, ill-tempered, good lateral quickness. Not your prototypical size for uh, for a, um, a full-time edge rusher, but, I mean, again, look for him to be more in that linebacker position, so he, he's going to fit those 4-3 schemes a little bit better. Um, maybe a 3-4 to an extent would be good, but I think he'll do better in the 4-3 personally. Uh, Matt, who you got? Yeah, so I got them taking uh, uh, Ross Blacklock. Defensive uh, defensive lineman from TCU, defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, feel like they need a, I feel like they they they've been missing since Clay Matthews was in the payday. Uh, you know, and BJ Raji had a couple of good years there and whatnot. They haven't really had that defensive front that can help out that those cornerbacks and stuff like that. And I think he'd be a pretty decent pickup for them, 6'3", 290, you know, big hand. Um, I mean, he's, he's really quick. He's, he's, he's quick as a defensive lineman. I mean, 4.9 in the 40-yard dash. Yeah. So got, got quickness. Still a very, very big dude. Um, I think he'd be a solid pickup for – I could see wide receiver. I could see the Higgins. I could see that for sure, but I think they'll go defense. And you know what? I like that pick. Uh, I actually, I'm going to just jump into it. 31, I actually have Blacklock going to the 49ers to continue to build that strong defensive front. They're just, they're, again, this team's very close. They've already picked uh, earlier in the draft. I had them taking uh, a wide receiver, so they've built upon that position. So why not bring in somebody else to help give those that fantastic front? Uh, this is some time to breathe, and if this guy can turn into something, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have tough decisions on that defensive line moving forward. Maybe somebody like Ross Blacklock makes that decision easier for you because of his play, and you can get him on the potential cheap. And he's a younger player than what you have up front, but just to continue to build depth on that front line is really all I see them looking for at this point. Again, this could be a, 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 where a team potentially trades back into a first round of New England, a Jacksonville, um, or you know maybe another team with a lot of picks trying to get back in uh, just to get that, that last bit of talent. But San Francisco on the clock, I have them taking Ross uh, Blacklock. Uh, Bobby, who do you have them taking? Do we lose Bobby? Okay, I'll grab. I'll grab this one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So yeah, we got that. Uh, <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, my bad, man. I'm, I'm dealing with some teenagers over here. Oh so. man. <laughs> right. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Who you got? Forty-nine. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, but so uh, San Fran. Yep. I mean, I'm going cornerback, man. I mean, you know, Richard Sermon is 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going cornerback out of LSU. Uh, another SEC player. There's a lot of cornerbacks that are going to be drafted. You know, in this. First round, I think we're sitting, at least on my mock, we're sitting about about five or six right now. Uh, I'm going uh, quarterback Christian um, Fulton, six foot, 197. Obviously an SEC, you know, cornerback. That, you know, that alone speaks for itself. Oh, yeah. Like I said, uh, Richard Sermon is still productive, but he is 32 years old. 
Richard Sherman has a very high football IQ, and um, I think he can groom a kid like that. I mean, when you're drafting this late in the draft, fellas, when you're a team that's kind of already, you know, um, right. built a team, you know, you just got to go the best available at that pick, man. And I think he's going to be the best available pick at that at that time right there. I think they're going to try to find somebody to replace Richard Sherman. So I'm going um, cornerback on that with that. All right. Okay. And uh, Matt, what? Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, no. On this one, uh, this I actually have. If he makes it this far, I, I actually have the 49ers picking up another wide receiver in the first round, T. Higgins. Oh man. Six foot four. Uh, I think he'd be a perfect cop. I mean, he's a big dude. Be a perfect complement to C.D. Lamb and, and Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Be a red zone threat. Um. Especially with um, George Kittle too. I mean, it, it, you'd have both of those big, big tall guys in there, and then the quick, quick smaller dudes, you know, coming up the middle and everything else. It'd be hard to cover. So I got, I got some taking T Higgins. Yeah. And you know what though, Matt? Like, it, I like that. I like that wide receiver pick because um, I think San Fran. You know, I think I had them at 13th getting a wide receiver because they have. Yeah, two I did too. Rounds. Yeah. Yep. So, um, exactly. Yeah. If, 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 yeah. If they didn't. Kyle Shanahan, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like that pick a lot. That's why I took a wide receiver with them at 13. And I went uh, DB, you know, at 31. Good place to be in, right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Definitely a good place to be in. Speaking of a good place to be in, the uh, Chiefs are in the best place because they're picking last because they won the Super Bowl. Um, who do the Chiefs take with that 32nd pick, Bobby? Uh, I'm going, you know what, man? I mean, you're talking about a team that really doesn't have that many needs. I mean, you won a Super Bowl. <laughs> nope. Um, you know, I was looking at defense, but um, I went offensive lineman, Ward Cushenberry out of LSU, another SEC guy, 6'3", 312. To me, he's the um, uh, the second best uh, center, you know, uh, available in the draft. I mean, what are you going to do when you're in a situation where pretty much everything is going your way right now? got them going, you know, with a, a four-year starter, senior, uh, with Lloyd. He can play guard, center. I mean, just protect your dude, you know. <laughs> protect your dude. I mean, you're pretty much powerful, you know, throughout the team. You just came off a Super Bowl win. And to me, the best success you can get as a football team when you're in this position is build up your line, the most important position in football. Yeah, I I agree with you. I have uh, I have them doing the exact same thing. Not the same person, but the same thing. Um, I have them getting Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan, best center uh, in the draft. 6'3", 307. The dude's smart, and he knows how to play the position well. Quick burst. Uh, I mean, I think, again, like you said, you build up the line. You make your line stronger. So I have them going with Ruiz. Uh, Matt, finish us off. <clears throat> yep. With the last pick in the first round of the NFL draft, I got the Kansas City Chiefs taking Neville Gallimore, defensive lineman out of Oklahoma. All right. Two, three, oh, four. Um, again, got that. He's, he's a little short, but that's good for leverage. It's not bad on the defensive line. Three, oh, four. I feel like that's a good good, good spot to be at. You know, you're not at 330, 3, 320s. You're still, you know, maybe a little bit lighter, a little closer to 300 would be nice. 
um, but he could still be light on his feet and, and get back to the quarterback if he's on that five, six, seven, you know, quarterback drops. And I, I believe the, the Chiefs are they're set on offense, man. In my opinion, um, maybe you know some depth in, on the offensive line, but other than that, I, I'd probably just focus on the defense. I can agree on that. Yeah, I mean yeah. the offense obviously. You know, show what they did last year. <laughs> yeah, what they did in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right. That that's uh, just to me, to me, yeah. to me, that mentality when you're already established yourself, you know, as a team, mm-hmm. just build just keep building inside. Because you need more depth in the inside, you need you, you need outside. Exactly. That's, that's kind of where I was going with that. On yep. both sides of the ball. O line and D line. Oh yeah. On, yep. Exactly right. On. You're exactly right. That that's it. That's all thirty-two. We got the first round knocked out. Mock draft now. Good job, boys. Yeah, good job, good job. Uh, I like. I can't this wait one. for Thursday, man. I know. I want to yeah, see how buddy. how we how we look. I still have that uh that poster from last year, Wes. So we'll uh, actually shoot it. That <laughs> don't even matter. That's a new year. Yep, new year, new uh new challenges. So we'll see who gets the most here and gets a win. Uh, as far as as their predictions are concerned. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind there's going to be tons of trades in this first round. Matt, you, you think that the over-under on this uh, – give me the over-under on 5.5 trades in this first round. Wow, man. Uh, I know. I, I, I think I talked about it um, in one of the last two podcasts where I think it's going to go either it, – it's going to be one way or the other. It's going to be one of these the most crazy drafts we've ever seen. Um or, or it's going to be pretty quiet and everybody's going to kind of stay where they're at. I think five and a half is a pretty good number. I'm going to, I'm going to say under, though. I think five might be the most. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think five might be the most as well. Bobby, you think it'll go over to six? No, nah, nah, I'm going under. It's going to, I, I think there's going to be a couple big, big, big splashes, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe Atlanta. You know, like I think there's going to be a team, you know, in the mid – teams that might jump up there into the top six seven i don't know i mean it's hard though you can't i mean to jump if you're in the teens to jump up into the top five you got to give out a lot of real estate so it's like unless you're really in love with somebody that much i don't know i mean the falcons akuna top tier corner 10-year corner so do the falcons give up their first next year's first and what following or this year's second like what do you do to get up you know i mean it's it's hard to get up in there i mean unless you're in love with a player i don't know but i'm going under five but i I think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of traits but i think there's gonna be a big one there's gonna be a big one yeah and that's that's gonna i I feel like that's gonna be the the domino to, to strike that first round full of flurry of trades because i think I mean, I I don't know. It's it, it's just gonna be. So, I think Matt nailed it on the head. It's it's gonna be so one way or so the other. There's gonna be no in between. There's gonna be no in between at all. And I mean, I think that's already shown to an extent with with the amount of trade activity we've seen in this off season. As far as picks are concerned, you see Miami loaded up. You see Jacksonville loaded up. A lot of these teams are loading up on picks as much as they can because again there's a lot of quality in this draft it may not be at some some of the key positions but it, it, it is all over the place um i mean you see four quarterbacks going in the first round and and honestly at any point in time we've heard the majority of them 
I mean, as high as five, you know, with the exception of Burrow, who's kind of the uncontested number one, and then, you know, as low as the end of the first round. Some of us not even having all four in the first round. So, I mean, there's, 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 it's going to be hard for anybody to get anywhere close on this draft as far as the, from a prediction perspective. Um, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for this draft. I cannot yeah, I wait think, for it. I mean, I think I think we're going to see some moves tomorrow, though. Do you? A couple of these free agents out there. You know, everybody's going to start panicking. You know, the day before the draft, you're going to see some moves and some trades. What's uh? Be, what's one big trade about. you could see happening tomorrow? What's one big deal? Uh, what team you think get gets the uh gets it rolling? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, Clowney. I mean. Is Clown, he's not a free agent, right? Is yeah, he, no, he's free agent. No, he's, he's, he's a free agent. He's unrestricted. Free, yeah, so, um, I mean, I think Dalton could be a guy that that could be traded before the draft. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it'd be tomorrow. I think it'd be on draft day, right? Right as you know, you'd be attached with some picks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. And you know, what about you, Wes? I mean, what do you? I mean, there's. I, I mean, there's. I, I hate to be a homer, but there's a lot going on in Jacksonville. I don't think anything gets done there. I, 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 I but I mean, I, I've been wrong about so much with that team this offseason. I, you could have, if you would have told me three months ago, Calais Campbell was going to get traded for, for for nothing, I would have laughed at you. I mean, I would assume, would have assumed he was retiring in Jacksonville. I mean, that took me by surprise. I, I, I didn't see. I saw them figuring out the Ramsey thing last year. That blew up. I could have told if you would have told me a year ago and Gakwe would have blown up like he did now, I I would have laughed you off. And 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 now the the possibility of Fournette leaving as well. There's so much that could happen in Jacksonville alone in one day for the entire league. I mean that's just how much is going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, don't forget. I think I think I mean you know there's a guy like Trent Williams. You know, like, yep. I heard yeah. Browns might you know want like a Trent Williams. You know. I don't yep. know. You know, I don't know what his value is. What do you think a Trent Williams' value is? Well, that's a, that's a, a, that's the thing. It, it, it's tough. It's tough. He's he's a top tier lineman, but you know, with everything going on, that drives down the value again. You run into that situation. Very different circumstances, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing. You're going to have to give him up for a lot less than what you want for him or what he's what his value is, and that's the unfortunate right. I mean, the for Washington. Sit, the longer you sit on the market, the more your value goes down. Correct. You know? So, I mean, eventually, uh, at one point, you know, it was like, give me a first or a second for him. But right now, this late, he's been sitting on the market that long. I don't see anything, you know, higher than a fourth, to be honest with you. Yeah, and then, and the buyer has all the leverage in the situation, you know. They have the utmost power, and that's what a leaves third, teams maybe. like Washington and Jacksonville in, in the situation they're in. They can't get out of that because they have no – they've lost all leverage because, the player, because of, of the player wanting out for whatever reason. And like, you, and like you guys were saying, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Shit, even a team like the Patriots would get him for a fourth-round pick or something. You know, like his Patriots, unless, you know, what they're – draft mindset is yep. but i mean dalton's another trade bait right there yep so. you got cam newton and james winston sitting in the free agent pool having two former first round picks just sitting there yeah i, I mean to me i think yannick you know uh damn i wouldn't be surprised to see if seattle went after him man well they yeah. have they've talked they, they've talked there has been talks about him it's the price they don't want to. I just don't know why, man. I wish he stayed in Jacksonville. God, he's such a beast, man. I yeah. love that dude, man. I do too. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. My uh, <laughs> my uh, he's only 25 years old, man. He's a hunter. Yeah, my uh, my, my high, closet's man. full of picks that have either been traded, released, or you know, just 
straight up left the league yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean that, that there's barely any players left from that 2017 squad on the entire roster, not just all defense, the entire roster. You got what Fournette, Lambo, and uh, I believe uh, who was the other one? Was the Shark that season? No, I, I mean there's like nobody left. I mean that's 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 it, it's ridiculous. Guys, it's crazy. If I heard correctly today, I think I heard you guys cut Marquise Leeds today. Uh, we cut him yesterday, no, but yesterday, yeah, we did cut him yesterday. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, yesterday, sorry. Yesterday. No, that's, that saved yeah, us yeah, $4 million. But, uh, you know. Shit, I'm, I'm even hearing rumors right now of Josh Rosen going to the Jaguars for a six-round pick or something. Yeah, which oh would make no sense at all. I mean, you might as well just – I mean, you, you got a way better quarterback already still. already. In, I, I like him better than – I mean, like Minshew better than Rosen right yeah, now. Yeah, he was. Sorry. Uh, Rosen, Rosen was overdrafted big time. Yeah, and, you know, in the first round they panicked on a on that pick, but I would definitely not. I mean, even for a six, I don't even know if I would do that. Man. I wouldn't. I would. I would I'd stay with. Um, you guys got two first round picks. I would stay with Minshew, and then if you can steal somebody, maybe you know later in the first round or whatnot for competition. But I stay away from Rosen. Never been a fan. Nope. Yep, I mean, I was uh, coming out of the draft, definitely. I definitely missed on that one, for sure. I thought he was going to be a pretty good quarterback, but uh, the the in- instability for him has really hurt him in, in his career. He-, he just can't get – he can't stay with one roster right now, and that- that's the problem for him. Uh, who knows what he could actually be, you know, had they not did the whole coaching switch in, in Arizona. So, who knows? Who knows? But – Let's go ahead and wrap. Time will tell. Time will tell. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this one. We will uh, hopefully be getting something live for the draft. If not, we'll definitely have a post-game uh, podcast or post-draft podcast and, and, and catch up on all the events for sure. But for Matt and Bobby, I'm Wes. Stay safe out there. And uh, this has been The Extra Point. Let's do it. Peace. Later.